together, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We are going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Saturday night edition of Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Sheila Kapadia. No Zach tonight, which I know is uh, disappointing to all of our listeners and to Zach, uh, but that's okay. We've got a lot of training camp to get through, so we're going we're gonna to hear plenty from him. Sheil, you know, we, we, we saw you at the Ospreys, but other than that, we haven't seen you in a long time. How are you doing? What's new? How are you? Well, first of all, I think it's important to say that Zach is at a, you know, uh, I, I know he doesn't like giving away personal details, but it's a celebratory thing. You know, it's a, yes. it's a good thing that he missed practice for because whenever Zach is not on a podcast, uh, you know, I, well, I, I had would people, imagine I had other reporters asking me during the uh, post-practice press conferences, like, is everything okay with Zach? Exactly. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. So that's what the listeners would think. So we want to I mean, get you know, that. He came the day after his kids were born, so. Yes. That's so we want to get we want to get that out of the way. He will, he will be back as we told him. It's OK, Zach, you have like 30 more podcasts to do before they even play a game. So you will be able to get your takes out there. Uh, I'm doing well. I've been at these last two practices here. Uh, Got to get the plugs out of the way first. Of course, you know, the, I feel like the Instagram game is just going up and up. You know, I'm giving you picks, videos from practice at Shield Kapadia. Thank you for those who have followed Hashtag BWF road trip. I need more recommendations. I think what happened, Bo, is that we did classics for Shield, and I basically just ripped everybody. Right? I mean, mm. like I, I wasn't like, oh, geez, thanks for these well, recommendations. Well, you also didn't follow through with watching all the things. Well, so maybe people are afraid that uh, not only could you rip them, but okay, you, just, you won't even true. you won't even follow through with checking out their recommendations. That's fair. That's fair. But I'm going to be in the car for like (laughs) long periods of time. I need recommendations. Now, it could just be that like my content consumption tastes does not do not align with our audience, you know, just Mm. because they like this podcast doesn't mean that we're both going to like. Well, that uh, makes sense because you don't like this podcast. That yeah, exactly. You're right. Actually, it does. It makes a lot of sense. But again, if you have um, you know, any podcast episodes, any podcast uh series, uh audio books, again, here's all I want, Bo. And and this goes to my uh next note here. You know, I feel like uh the podcast to begin training camp here have lacked a little bit of juice, but uh, you know, we were talking today. I know you had the little guy was dealing with a sickness. So I think mm. that's probably why, you know, it, it hadn't found a rhythm yet. But I, I think really the only important thing about podcast audio is, do I want to spend time with this host? That, that's what I've found out over the years. You know, you don't have to be 100%. giving me anything, anything useful. Uh, you know, I don't need to learn anything. It just is, hey, I have an hour to spend. Do I want to spend it with this person, with these people or not? So when you're giving me those recommendations, that's all you need to uh, all you need to consider. So if you give me an audio book, it better be an audio book with like a narrator who, who's keeping me into it. So um, 
BDL hashtag BWF road trip. Get me those. And uh, yeah, I think that that that's where we are here to get all the, the plugs out of the way. And I, I'm, I'm actually ready to talk some some practice, We've some impressions two here. Days, two days of practice to get to. Um, uh, there was a minor injury today that we should touch on up front, which was Devontae Smith leaving practice with a, a leg injury. But he was standing on the sideline. He didn't even go to the medical tent. Uh, all indications are that that he will be fine. So uh, don't uh, don't go start jumping off, um, you know, jumping off bridges. Casey, when we drive by, uh, when we dr- drive to see my dad in New York, he's still, he still he sort of conflates the George Washington Bridge with the Ben Franklin Bridge. He calls mm. he calls the Ben Franklin the one uh, at Poppy's house and the George Washington the one at our house. But that's it's you know obviously we're working on it. Yeah, I think every bridge, every tunnel is pretty much going to, uh, you know, be the same to children until they reach a. Uh, oh no, he loves age. the bridges. Loves the bridges. And oh, the good. good. Uh, did you have it? You had. You said you did some some uh, some work here, Shield, with some some pre-show notes. Did we hit on all those? Or you want to get right to the Eagles? Uh, no, I'm. I meant I did no. I did Eagles notes. Oh. Yeah, I have no, and then and then I do have other notes also. But okay, all right, okay. let, let let me give you my uh, a couple big takeaways, and you tell me what you think about this because you've been very busy. You know, you've well, been, you're you've been, a you're you're a national reporter coming in here. You get to parachute in, give your give your takes, and then leave. That's that's like, right. That's what everybody loves to do. Efanye Moma is going to be an all pro. Is my <laughs> it's my it's the classic uh, classic uh, one of those. No, but yeah, I mean you have to. And I do want to get. I do think we should say that uh, because you're going to be spending so much time on the road. I think we'd like to do some camp check ins with you from your your travels with Shield. Listen, I said that's fine. If people yeah. aren't going to give me any recommendations, I'm going to be really freaking bored on these <laughs> uh, road trips. So yeah, I don't like talking on the phone. But if anybody listening, like if you want to call me on the phone, uh, this would be the time to reach me when I'm sitting in the car trying to uh, drive and um, you know waste the hours away there. So yes, you know, yeah, I feel like what you should do, Bo, is just. Uh, and and Marissa can let us know if we have the capabilities to do this. You guys should just record your pod whenever. Like, don't pre-plan, don't tell me anything, and then just at some point in just the podcast, call, call me, and maybe I'll be in position to pick up, and maybe I won't. But that'll add a little uh, mystery and intrigue to it. I feel that like. is a fun idea. Yeah, I could be anywhere. I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so we will I mean, do you that. Can't be anywhere, but yeah. Okay. So I'm parachuting in with my takes here. You're watching in much more detail. I mean, you know, a lot of my, uh, a lot of small talk on the sidelines, catching up with people I hadn't seen in a while, you know, all that big flex there uh, out of me talking to people. But you are watching very, uh, very intent, in- intently. Well, trying. Okay. I just wasn't I, sure I if I was using the right As we word. get, as this this jumbled beginning to the episode continues, as we hop all over, let's get to at some point a chance for you to really plug the playbook. And I want to I want to ask some questions about uh, that process for you. But let's let's get to the Eagles. Okay, so here here are some big picture takeaways from me, uh, and you can tell me what you think about these. Let, let's start with the offense. So uh, I wasn't sure with Nick Sirianni what his approach would be in terms of Jalen Hurts and the run game. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know, know if it was going to be a, a little piece of it, something you mix in, because it hasn't really been in Sirianni's yeah, exactly. background, you know, but part of that is the quarterbacks he's coached. Uh, my takeaway, 
and again, this is just after watching two practices, is that it's going to be like a, a huge part of the offense. I mean, uh, I think uh, the quarterback, I don't know, what's it, what do you call it? Quarterback inclusive run game, quarterback uh, participatory run game, whatever, whether it's design runs for Jalen Hurts, whether it's uh, option runs, uh, it feels like it has to be a big part of the offense for the offense to succeed with Hertz. Yes. And from what I've seen early on is that, uh, and I wanted to ask Sirianni about this, but my press conference game was not uh, on today and I couldn't get a question in. It didn't it, even seem like you tried. Well, did you, here, did well, you here's have a couple the, of slow starts or, or did well, you just whip well, back off? He, no, no, here's the thing. You don't want to, uh, when you're parachuting in, mm. you can't be like the first, you know, I feel like you that's, can't be the first fair. couple questions. That's fair. And then I kind of lost my written. Then all of a sudden they said two more. But then there were like five more after mm. that, which I didn't know was how it worked. So I wasn't trying to get it. It was a bad job by me. I was a little flustered, uh, I will admit. But um, it sort of seems to me that perhaps what they've done, and, and again, would like to get more information on this, is just handed the run game to Jeff Stoutland and said, you know, you've coached in college, you've coached in the NFL, you've coached various quarterbacks. Let's try to build a little bit uh, of a more diverse run game that hurts is a big part of. And, uh, you know, Sirianni did say that what we're seeing here early on in camp, these are like their staple plays, their yes. foundation plays, the bread, bread and butter stuff. And like, you're seeing hurts, you know, a lot of stuff with hurts in the run game. So to me, that, that tells me that that is going to be a big part of the offense. So the one thing I will say is that to my eyes, it was not that much like that on days one and two it has been there that has been a bigger part okay. of practice the last couple of days um which is not to say that jalen hurts was not running around the first couple of days but it was more um extemporaneous like breaking the pocket rolling out and trying to make something happen um what we have seen the last couple of days is more of the design you know there were a couple draws today there were a couple sort of uh rollout option pitches one that went to uh miles sanders for a big play um, but yes, and I, and I think in conjunction with what you mentioned that Sirianni emphasized that the start of camp are their staple plays, I think it's fair to say. And as we said, like that, that's, that should be the case. Like that's, that's the only way this offense yes. is going to be above average is if they, they, uh, have that, that be a big part of the, of the offense. I'm curious why, why do you think it, uh, what's your read on the Statland thing? Why do you think that's, that's been the case? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I did well, like if. W wouldn't you wouldn't you do that if you were Sirianni? Oh, sure yeah 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 and I, I mean i don't know maybe sirianni does have a background with some of it i'm sure everybody's done it at some level and i think he said that in the spring but i would feel like that's something i would just say hey mm -hmm. you know stalin designed me uh you know we know we're gonna have to use hertz in this like even make it his off-season uh project or whatever you know he he's got plenty of uh, friends in college and he can watch different film and um, figure out ways to use Hertz there. So that, again, that's merely speculation. I'm sure it is okay. a collaborative effort, but um, that would make sense to me. You know, that Stoutland is sort of the run game designer, whereas Sirianni's expertise along with everything else he has to do would probably be more with, uh, with the passing game, I would think. So I don't want to go, I don't want to, uh, you know, big picture for big picture you, but the flip side to that is, you know, I'm curious what you've thought of Jalen Hurts, the passer in your two. Yeah, games. let's get because, to that. Um, I have been I have been underwhelmed, but it's also like I'm trying to balance. Is that just sort of what you know, he's never going to be a good practice player. It's like 
precision, getting the ball out and getting it out accurately is never going to be his superpower. Um, but I don't like, you know, what we he he hit uh, Zach Ertz today on a little on a little wheel route for a big play, and that was the I think the only completion that was over like twenty five yards in the air we've seen in a, in a team drill uh, through four days of practice. So uh, it was a nice play, but like we have seen a lot of a lot of short passes, a lot of checkdowns, and a lot of incompletions. Yes, absolutely. I mean, even during like just the routes on air, which for those who are, um, you know, that, that just means without defense, right. It's just the quarterback and the pass catchers at the early part of practice. Like the ball hits the ground, like a lot more than you would anticipate. That was like the first period I watched. That was yesterday. The first thing I saw, all right, let's see what they're doing here. And the ball's like being overthrown or they're not on the same page. And, um, and so that, uh, you know, it's not good to see. I don't know if you need to, we should overreact to it. And I always uh, think about, um, I always think about you were there for that one Eagles Patriots. Brady. Yes. Never hit the ground. The ball never hit the ground. And like, the Eagles have never had a quarterback who's been that like even when Carson I was Wentz thinking in that 2017, it was not like that from the training camp that I saw. You know, Donovan was never like that. Vic was never like that. Uh, so that one Brady, like those couple Brady practices were so eye opening. And obviously this is Tom Brady, but uh, it, it's like it's not great to be to, to make the offense. Everything looks so difficult already. Right. Yeah, we really, I mean, how are we, we're praising Tom Brady when Zach isn't here. This is very <laughs> off brand, especially yeah, for you. Bad, um, but yeah, I mean that those made, practices, uh, he made it, uh, Nate Sudfeld's brother look like a, like, like an all pro. It wasn't even just the, uh, like when there was no defense, it was the one-on-ones when it was mm-hmm. wide receiver versus corner. He yeah, completed he like Marsh 23 in a row or something. Like, yeah. Curtis Marsh yeah. had like a good start to camp. It was like, <laughs> oh, this guy's finally going to put it together. I think it was year three. Like, this third round pick, the light is finally turned on. And Tom Brady just like every day, just right at him, right at him. Poor guy. It was really yes. so that is not that is not what the Eagles practices have looked like here <laughs> the last uh couple days. Um, you know, one of the last things I wrote here was Hertz. Uh, I wrote Hertz either check down or second reaction. You know, like exactly any any yeah. of the design plays, and you know, I don't know what his progressions are. I don't know if guys are open downfield or not. I don't know if they're coaching him. You know, a lot of coaches, you know, coaches, they love saying, "Oh, you know, you can't." What is it? You can't go broke making a profit, right? Is well, the light is the lamp is never full. Take what the defense gives you, type thing. You know, but it is a lot of checkdowns uh, when you see them during team periods, unless he's escaping the pocket. And again, he can't be sacked. So it's like, now he is right. going to have that ability. We saw that ability last year, but unless he's just, it's an improvisational play. Yeah. You're not seeing them, you know, running like route concepts that are open downfield that he's connecting on. Like, well, and there I was, mean, a, there was a play yesterday in, the, in the red zone or um, one, I guess that, that really was sort of like a flashbulb moment for me. And it was a touchdown. He, you know, he hit Devonte Smith for a touchdown uh, it was like an outbreaking route and it was a little, it was like a tight window, but he like, he needed to see Devonte Smith f- flash open before he let the ball go. And it was the kind of like, it was a play where like, this is definitely what the first read was. He should have known and um, expected that Smith was going to break open and it should have been a much easier play and a much easier throw than it was. And it just, it, everything was made a little bit more difficult because he wasn't getting the ball out when it probably should have come out. Yeah, I, I think it's it's something to continue to watch here. And, you know, 
like there's a certain there's a certain blueprint for him having success. And it's, it's, again, it's not going to be what we described with, with Brady. That doesn't mean he can't be good. You know, like you almost pretend that I was killing Lamar Jackson. Yes, that's true too. But, uh, so it's, you know, there's going to be the improvisation to, uh, to his game. There's going to be the running to his game, but uh, I was for the, the playbooks of numbers I looked up and I don't know if you, uh, read this part or remember this part, but where do you think, Jalen Hurts ranked in terms of like what his average pass distance was last year. Does that make sense as a question? Yeah. And I think, I okay. think you may have asked us this before, but I, oh, uh, okay. It's no, but that also could have been like just the uh, above expectation. Um, I would say 28th. So out of 41 quarterbacks, he had the second highest average intended air yards. Oh, interesting. His average pass last year went nine and a half yards. I guess that makes sense. I mean, he had yeah that like the Greg Ward touchdown, the the Deshaun Jackson touchdown. He he was willing to throw the ball deep. Well, that's what I was trying to remember was how many of the downfield. You know, it, it might be like worth looking in. Yeah, just watching his downfield attempts. How many of those were within the sort of structure of the offense and called plays, and how many of them were um, him buying time and then throwing the ball downfield. Cause yeah, I mean, at no point last year, did you watch Jalen hurts and be like, man, this guy just checks it down all the time. Right. Like he was either running or he was chucking it downfield. I mean, that was pretty much, uh, the offense well, there. So like, sorry, go ahead. No. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't be reading too much into right. the, the check downs during, during practice. I was going to say just like aesthetically, like, I think he throws a good deep ball and like, I, I don't know that he throws, you know, like I, I trust him throwing in tight windows, you know, in the middle of the field. Yeah, I would agree with that. So so I think those are some of the things that have stood out with the offense. Uh, I don't, I don't understand really why like the Zach Ertz thing. I'm I, everyone's probably <laughs> tired of hearing anyone talk about it. And like, I'm tired of uh, talking about it, but it just seems very strange to me. Like, if he gets injured, they're down eight and a half million dollars for no reason yeah. for a guy they don't even really probably want on the roster. And what is he? What's in it for him too? He he doesn't seem. I I mean, I, he's not doing anything like outrageous, but I, I wouldn't say he seems enthused to be out there. Right, like yeah, the uh, first day, he's like John back and forth with a couple guys in a fun way. Okay, um, but like, I'm with you. I mean, <laughs> I think he's trying. I think he, you can see in his head, be a good teammate. I think, professional. I think, and then the other part of his head is going, yes. what the hell, man? This was supposed to be done. Exactly. I was supposed to be elsewhere with a fresh start. He's like trying to help out ago. his teammate. Like he likes the guys, but he's like, yes. get me out of here. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, it just seems like a weird risk to take, but uh, maybe, maybe there's a reason that we're not, we're not thinking of here. I mean, I, I, I would just imagine that they're waiting for a tight end to get injured. Right, they're trying to get the Bradford thing. Is that what you I think guess, is happening? I mean, I, or do you, I, I, I think so. You guys said actually no. You guys said you think he might, you know, over fifty percent he might be on the roster. Right, week one. Yeah, I think I, maybe I did say that, but I'm. You know, I, I still am my not mind every day. that. I, I still can't. I, I don't know though. It, it's a. It's just a weird situation to see him out there. Same this guy way. who was catching like game winners in the Super Bowl, and now it's just sort of out there with blonde hair with a bunch of like new guys and a new regime. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. Okay. So that's all I had. Did you have anything else on the offense you wanted to get to? I can't say I was paying uh, much attention to the old line stuff, but it seemed like there were some different combinations today, right? Wasn't yes, prior. Uh, so yesterday, uh, well, yeah, well, Brandon Brooks is out right now. Um, 
with a hamstring injury. day to day. So Matt right. Pryor has been the first team right guard. Oh, okay. Um, yesterday, attention. Dillard was the left tackle. Today was Mylotta. We actually also saw today a couple of reps where uh, Dillard stayed at left tackle and Mylotta went to right tackle. Uh, and Lane Johnson had the playoff. So that's interesting. Um, have you? Do you have any thoughts on on Mylotta versus Dillard? I don't. I mean, I, I wasn't really paying much okay. attention and i just want to go the football guy route and say come on until they're in the pads i can't evaluate these linemen but the pads I mean, on I, I, I uh you're out on dillard i'm out on dillard i just okay it's it's ugly it's just he just doesn't have it okay well as far, geez. As far as four, I can see. four practices eh? yeah My sorry gosh. all right any yeah. idea that he was going to be a different guy um any other anything thing else on the offense so i mean the other thing I would say that, like, if I'm if I'm asking myself to give a big picture thought on the first four days, it's that you know, as long as this uh, injury is minor, like Devonte Smith is going to be the focal point of at least the passing game. Yeah, which I mean, Makes not that sense. we didn't expect that, but like he's he has been uh, he he has been the guy like very very quickly. Okay, there you go. All right, defense. So actually, I actually, have one more thing on the on the offense because yeah. it's it's a credit to you because you made the right observation. Um, okay. Nick Sirianni before practice today <laughs> said um, he was he, they were he was asked about you know the fundamentals that they work on with Jalen Hurts and he said you know they're always they're always preaching footwork and they've worked with him on making sure he's protecting the ball. You know he has a tendency to only hold have one hand on the ball when he's moving up in the pocket instead of two. And he was talking about him. He's in the meeting room every day, the quarterback meeting room. Shane Steichen's in the quarterback meeting room every day, in addition to Brian Johnson, the quarterback's coach. And he said, boy, if you could just, if you could be anywhere in the world to be in a room with Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco and Nick Mullins, boy, is that a good time. I mean, that's it's slight exaggeration. He did say he did legitimately say it's one of the most fun room, best rooms or most fun rooms in the building, to which I said, I cannot believe that that would be I true. Mean, there's no way that that's true. I mean, are you watching Joe Flacco out here? I'm yes. not trying to be mean to the guy. Does he? I mean, he he should maybe be my favorite player because he seems like he's just CTC. Yeah. CTC in this training camp. I mean, I see no juice. I see he's, he's cashing them checks, which is good for him. I mean, talk about a check down. He's, here's what he said. Uh, quarterback rooms, that is one of the best places in that building. To be able to sit in a quarterback room, I sit in the quarterback room every day. Every meeting I'm in there. Shane is in there. Brian's in there. And then obviously Nick, Joe, and Jalen. We just talk through so many things. We talk just talk through why we're calling a play and what we want against it and what it might not be good against. And here's, there's just these conversations that go and Joe has all this experience. Nick has experience. Jalen has experience and just, Hey, what is your favorite time you've ever hit this? And just seeing them connecting and being in that room together and really, really happy with that. Really happy with that room. I mean, I can't even picture the, the three of them having a conversation. Well, I mean, you know, not for nothing. I don't even know if they're all in the same room. I mean, I would not be surprised if Flacco, whatever the latest is, you can show up. I could be wrong on this. Maybe, again, this is pure speculation, but maybe this is just how he is. Maybe he was like this when he won the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that he's like, let me impart this wisdom and let's get some extra reps after practice. I mean, I saw 
you know, when I was le- when I was leaving, Greg Ward and Travis Fulgham were trying to get some extra reps in. They're throwing passes to each other. <laughs> like, I don't know that I've ever seen that before. Normally, you can at least find like a backup quarterback to help the freaking wide receivers get yeah, some I mean, extra if reps. If you're the backup practice. quarterback, your whole job is to be a good teammate. Like your job is to be Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, so oh, Sutty would have been out there. Be with there the, for everybody. Like be a good, be like a fun guy in the locker room, like be available. <laughs> and I, I am not getting any sense of that from Joe Flacco. No. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't. Now I know Greg Ward has a quarterback background, but I remember this vividly as I'm leaving practice, full gum is lined up at quarterback, throwing a, throwing a pass to Greg Ward. What I mean, the hell? come on. Yeah. So I don't know that I've seen that before. So that was a first. So um, I actually am looking down on my notes and I, I, I know we've said we're going to move on from the offense like 12 times, okay. but I have a couple others. Oh, yeah, here. No, go ahead. Uh, I thought Kenny Gainwell uh, had some nice moments as a pass catcher today. Uh, they were doing one on ones against the linebackers. He had a very nice. I love a Texas route. You love a Texas route, right? Mm, yeah. What's not to love? I mean, I would just do the Texas route, the sluggo. Little mesh, little four verts, and then uh, well, give me a wheel from a running back, of course. Yeah, well, well, well you're getting the wheel in the mesh, so you get that's that. True. That's true. That's yeah, true. yeah. Uh, Stoutland can can do the run game, and like you, I don't really know that you need uh, much more than that. <laughs> more but than that. Uh, he had a very nice uh, Texas so route. I mean, I'm glad to hear that because I have been underwhelmed with Gainwell so far. Oh, see, we're, the, we're, I, we're I was watching a different roles. part of the field. Yeah, um, at that point, so that was interesting. He's also uh, like, he, I mean, this may, maybe this doesn't matter, but he, uh, he does not catch punts very well. Okay. Um, that's just been a thing that has, we've seen over the first couple of days. I think he, he cut a touchdown yesterday, I believe. Right. I don't know if he was out wide or in the slot. I think he had a cut a touchdown might've okay. been during red zone drills. And then, uh, today during team drills, he had another, uh, catch where he kind of just plucked the ball out of the air. Like it was uh, away from his body, just a total uh, hands catch that looked uh, nice. So I actually thought he, he's done some nice things as a pass catcher so far. Okay. In the two now, practices. Did I've you watched. also, uh, there was, there was one nice play today where Jason Huntley uh, hit the open field. Oh, he ran right juice. by me. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually like, it was the kind of uh, sort of the, like the perfect running play from Madden back in the day where like there was a hole in the middle and then you're the fat you like you have a guy who's like 99 speed and you, you break get it to, to the, the sideline. Yeah, uh, that's what sort of what he did. And he has that 99 speed as, as much as we saw today. He's he's got some he's got some got some juice. I don't know oh. what will happen when you get the pads on. But OK, so one thing that uh, annoyed me that you and Zach would do is that uh... <laughs> what a yeah, way please. to start a sentence. <laughs> one of many. Yeah, let's. Uh, is uh, you know sometimes you talk about these players and listen. I know we have like a sure. bunch of diehards listening to this point. podcast who know everything about every player, and I like don't fall in that category anymore. <laughs> like I don't know anything. I don't know stuff about every person That's on the fair. roster. I'm definitely guilty of that. So, so give me a little Jason Huntley like uh, like backstory because you are right. I mean, he had a really nice run, in, and that's sort of a training camp tradition is that there's always like one backup running back who shows some juice who you get excited about and who knows this could be the guy this year um, in the preseason so give us a little background on a jason huntley well jason huntley also had a nice uh, long touchdown run the other day so this is, has been a good start to camp and uh he is he is like uh, a great example of of you know he is the type of player who if he doesn't look good when they're in shorts that's a real problem and mm-hmm. if he does look good 
that's just checking a box. Like, let's let's see how he does in games and, and stuff like that. So uh, he has checked that box, which is good. But he was a a late fifth round pick of the Lions last year and was cut during camp. And the Eagles claimed him off waivers uh, right after roster cutdowns. And then he just sort of stayed on the roster the whole season. He, he had just a handful of touches. Um, I think he had he showed like a little bit of juice. That speed and I think one kickoff return and one run, basically. I think he had like 10 carries last year. Uh, oh. Most of them coming in week 17. Um, but he is, I mean, it's a, it's a, there are a lot of numbers at the running back position. I don't know how many they're going to keep, but if, you know, if uh, Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell are definitely on the roster, there's probably one spot for a bigger back, whether that is on Johnson or Jordan Howard, or I guess maybe Elijah Holyfield. And then, you know, maybe they keep a fifth. Uh, so that could be Huntley. And then, you know, I didn't even mention Boston Scott. So um, it's uh, he's he is he is squarely on the roster bubble, I would say. OK, well, someone to keep an eye on in the uh, in the preseason, if nothing else. And, and he is. And, uh, and as, uh, as I as I sort of uh, was dancing around, but but didn't explicitly say he is he is sort of a shorter, lighter, very fast guy. Okay, There you go. Uh, and my last note here on the off, well, no. So a couple things I noticed. One is that, uh, Sirianni, and this is more, uh, probably a more newsy thing than the, uh, practice observations, but so Dallas Goddard, uh, did not pass the conditioning test, which you guys talked about mm. because of like a technicality, like he didn't really, do like the he drill the wrong way or something. Yeah. yeah. He didn't do the drill the way that he was supposed to do it. He did it the way he was used to doing it. Five carries for 19 yards as a rookie for Jason Huntley. So then Goddard, what, got held out of the first practice? No, he actually, I mean, he practiced. Oh, Uh, so so was there any discipline? I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. Or he just got a fail. Maybe he couldn't be a full participant or something. But yeah. Okay, well... Don't you think that's kind of, that's kind of interesting? Like, like Siri, that's kind of like a message sending thing, right? I mean, maybe it's worthless. But like Goddard was asked about it and, you know, he was called out about it. Uh, and so he, he said that the message was basically that, uh, you know, the details matter. And uh, he was implying that Sirianni is kind of obsessed with details, which I guess could be a good thing or a bad thing. But I thought that was at least a little bit interesting for a first year head coach to uh, come in and do that. I guess. Maybe. Okay. You don't think yeah, so. I don't know what the precedent right. for that is, but yeah, okay. I mean, he was a Goddard did not seem, uh, you know, particularly moved by it either way. I thought, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. So these things can kind of like go either way, depending on, uh, how, how the season goes. Uh, the most unexpected moment for me at practice came when they were just doing routes on air, no defense. And, uh, John Hightower catches a pass and Sirianni sprints 20 yards. And it's like right near where I'm standing. I'm thinking like, shoot, is he like mad at somebody? Like, what, what is he going to, did he spot someone on the sideline? Do something? Is he annoyed? And he goes right up to a uh, Hightower and just goes, Hey, I freaking love that route. He was so jacked up by this one John Hightower route with, uh, with no defense. Well, so that's I interesting. Because I don't know if that was the wide receiver coach in him coming out or what, but uh, I thought I, the, that was like a lot, you know. Anyway, go ahead. Well, it's interesting because the the most upset that I have seen him over the first four days of camp, really the only time I've seen him like really get on a guy coaching wise, was John Hightower today. Oh. Later in practice, in a wide receiver 
DB one-on-ones where Hightower like had a step downfield, but he sort of he sort of uh, kept it too narrow and hurts through the ball. What 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 would what would have been a good like back shoulder throw, and Hightower didn't get his eyes around mm. and was not in position to make the catch. And Sirianni got on him for his eyes, like he's like eyes, eyes, and he's oh. like he, he comes really over. So maybe maybe the lesson is that like John Hightower is a guy who needs he has decided needs to be like paid close attention to, like yeah, wants needs to be a little pet project, both yeah, up and down. Okay, well, so there you go. There you go. All right. All right. That, oh, all right. <laughs> it's going to be midnight. Yeah, one more. Yeah, one more. Yeah, I still got to finish the uh, practice notes. That's fine. Uh, uh, J-Jaw, it looks to me like they're trying to use as a big slot. Yeah, he spent often. a lot of time in the slot. You guys mentioned that, I think, right? Um, he has spent a lot of time in the slot. The only uh, the reason I'm not like going ganga over this is just that the wide receivers have been so injured. So I don't. Like, uh, yeah, that could just be by necessity. Yeah, they should just make him a tight end, like we said. Okay, like we've been saying. So, my big, my, actually, my biggest overall takeaway, uh, from the two days is the feistiness of the defense. Mm. It seems to me like they want, you know, the personality of the defense, defense, uh, for lack of a better word, children, cover your ears to be kind of a bunch of a holes. Mm. I mean, like that seems to me to be the personality that they're cultivating. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I mean, if you think of some of the great defenses we've seen in our lifetime, you would probably describe them uh, in that way. And, and just the way they play, like there's no pads on and they're like very physical, like guys are going to the ground. There's definitely, yeah. And I've said this before. I don't know. I don't know if that's really what they want. Like, I don't that know if that's legal. Like, yeah. That seems yeah. like I mean, sloppy. You don't want to get somebody hurt. Well, I, I totally agree with that. And that has always been my take when it now, normally what it is to, it's like one guy, you know, like Ernie Sims, right? It's like one or two guys on defense in the water now be, being a jerk. And you're like, what is this guy doing? Uh, but to me, it almost seems like the whole defense is being coached that way. Like, it almost looks like they're looking for a fight on every play. I mean, they are going after the ball very aggressively on every play, just trying to punch it out. Um, now they are very high energy, but to me, this feels like something that's really going to get on the nerves of the offensive players very soon. <laughs> right. And I, I think we're going to see some Especially like a, like a Zach Ertz, like, well, yes. And I, I'll, you know, the guy who stood out to me is Miles Sanders is I feel like he's embracing this whole competition thing. Like he looks like he's over there ready to go at it after mm. some of these plays. So um, that's something to keep an eye on. I think they have, they're off on Sunday and then they practice Monday and Tuesday. Like, I don't know what the over under is, but there's going to be one of these plays where it's like, all right, this is not, you know, tackle to the ground and somebody lays a big hit or somebody's just not letting go of an offensive player and it's 90 degrees out and it's like the seventh or eighth day of camp and there's going to be some fireworks. So that is my prediction. Well, it's it's interesting. I'm curious what Sirianni's reaction will be to the first fight of camp because it's, you know, at once he's preaching competition, but he's also preaching the camaraderie, like the rah-rah uh, kumbaya of everybody being in this together. So uh, I wonder what his reaction will be. I think he'll kind of like it. I think that's the classic football coach, you know, mm. like the, I think, it. Uh, you know, he might say something publicly, but then like kind of be happy that there was a little, uh, <laughs> little altercation. That's usually... So your, gu your, your guess is it's going to be Miles Sanders? 
I mean, yeah, like he he goes nuts anytime the offense does something good. He's not afraid to talk a little noise. And like uh, I know you remember from like the LaShawn McCoy days. Remember when the defense would just like har- basically harass him on some of those plays? You know, they would just chase him down uh, down the field and just be like getting extra hits on him and stuff. Like he was sort of the guy that they went after. And so I wonder if Miles Sanders will find himself in a similar role. Mm, okay. So what have you made? What what have you made of the defense? Uh, you know, we have seen today, Saturday, uh, we saw a lot of that three down lineman um, formation. I guess you would call it with uh, with two stand up edge rushers. Now one of them is like the you know the Sam, um, but we've also seen you know predominantly four three. But we're we're seeing a lot of different looks. And and Gannon brought on the comparison himself to that Rams defense last year under Brandon Staley that did so many different things. What uh, what what have your eyes told you? Yeah, so I think you guys, uh, I don't know if it was the first or second episode, you got to the Fletcher Cox thing very late. I thought that was like a very noteworthy cut. Like I, mm. I thought that should have almost led the show. Um, that What did he say? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't quite Kerry Williams. I'm just employee number 26, which is right. one of my favorites. He seemed but- a little salty. Yes. And, and, he, and what did he say? Like, like what I'm, was his quote? That he's the... In the three technique. Okay. Yeah. Because so what I thought I saw today was not just a three down lineman. It looked to me like a traditional three, four, like, uh, you know, like, like the Jerry Asinaro days. Now I could be wrong on this because we're standing on the sideline. So you can't see it completely, but I thought I saw the nose tackle lined up head up on the center. I thought I saw Fletcher Cox lined up head up on the, uh, right tackle Mm -hmm. on some of these plays. And man, we know that he would, (laughs) I can't imagine that's what he wants to do, especially at this stage of his career. Now, I don't think they're like turning to that as their defense. I'm sure they're trying different things and trying to get used to different things. And, uh, you know, then they'll employ what they want to employ once the season starts. But um, yes, definitely. They were using quite a bit of that today. uh, Those three, four looks. It's interesting. Yeah. So we'll, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you want to have a lot of uh, tools in your toolbox, but like, but like Sirianni said, these are their, these are their base things that they're trying to. That's uh, true. Put in today, so or these these first few days. Interesting. Uh, definitely more split safety looks. Now that kind of goes into the uh, if we want to talk about what the Rams did last year. Uh, you know, that was kind of their thing, and that's that's the Vic Fangio thing is that you line up in a lot of split safety looks. And then you wrote either rotate or you don't rotate, but basically you, you're kind of steady lining up in that. And then the quarterback does not have a clear picture before the snap and you rotate and you disguise stuff, uh, disguise your coverages and, and those types of things. So you're definitely seeing some of that. I did think it was interesting that he referenced the Rams. He's, he's coached under Zimmer. Like, I don't know. It, it could to me be a defense that uh, maybe, early on really struggles as it tries to find itself. Mm. But maybe by like the second half of the season, you're saying, wow, this, they're doing some creative stuff and they're figuring some things out and some younger players are emerging. So I do think I'm just kind of happy. It's going to be interesting. You know, I think Not it's to, by far the most interesting part of the season is like, what's yeah. the defense going to look like? Yeah. Not that there was anything wrong with Jim Schwartz's, you know, four, three, uh, a little bit more static, scheme you know they did it win a super bowl with that they had success i mean they i was thinking the other day they won a super bowl with ronald darby jalen mills and patrick robinson as their corners well patrick you know? robinson was really good i know but i just feel like if you looked 
And it's not like the offense was carrying the defense. I mean, the Super Bowl it was, but with the defense that year was what fifth in DVOA, something like that. Like that's a you know, I bet if you looked at sort of compared the defenses that won Super Bowls and were fifth in DVOA, like the talent of quarterback, I feel like would be a lot better than that. Uh, so that was a, a yeah. apropos of nothing, I guess you could say, uh, was an impressive coaching job. But um, yeah, I, I think the defense will be interesting to watch and we, you know, gives you a little bit of mystery as to what exactly they're going to do. The, the, the stand-up, you know, Sam thing is interesting to me because like, if it's going to be such a big part of the defense, you would think that they would have invested more into it than just Jannard Avery, Joe Osman, and Patrick Johnson, a seventh round pick. Um, and you know, maybe eventually Ryan Kerrigan goes out there, but we haven't seen him do that at all yet through four days. All three of those guys have have rotated through with the ones, and maybe it's only going to be, you know, five, ten snaps a game. It's not such a big deal. Um, but like it's 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 not like it's something that they really went out and addressed unless they love Jannard Avery. Yeah, I mean they had you know the sweat was standing up uh, today certainly on the left side. Yeah, but that was that, that was a different thing. That was just as a pass rusher. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what their uh, special. I mean, finally, Jannard Avery. The Jannard Avery story will come full circle mm. this year. Maybe. There you go. I Any think the uh, I think the playlist has been very good. Yesterday, especially, yeah, we got a little throwback. I mean, it's all throwbacks. Uh, you know, if if you would have told, uh, I you heard Mike Quick's line to me, right? You know, I think I did. Yeah, I think I think they were playing Big Papa, and he was saying they're they're talking this one's for you, or they're talking right. about you on this one. I was thinking if you would have told like you know nine year old Shiel Kapadia that he's going to be <laughs> having this conversation with Mike Quick on the sideline <laughs> in uh, thirty years from now, that would have been pretty awesome. I would have been like, oh my gosh, I had the best life uh, yeah. life a, a guy ever could imagine. But the playlist has been strong. I think it's been all. Uh, rap, I believe, right? Like they, they're not mixing in that that country nonsense or anything yeah, yet. yet. So, so that now, has you been say good. you have the best life any guy could imagine. Yeah, I got a great life. Okay, good. Uh, Quez Watkins had a nice grab down the sideline. Yes, and wide receiver. Uh, yeah, one on ones. Uh, not a great throw, but he came back for it. He's got speed. This was the first time he's practiced. Um, okay, at all. And Rager, Rager and Slay had some good battles today. Rager won the first rep sort of torched Darius Slay with his his second move and then Slay came back and uh and and locked him up the next time and much to the delight of Jonathan Gannon who said something along the lines of like uh where the where the f have you been like like great to see that oh that was good to slay yeah oh okay yeah i like gannon he seems like he's got some good good energy like craig james what, had a great period i think okay. uh over over uh, 3 against craig james during those one on ones what can you tell me about a Denard Wilson? This is the assistant that sort of uh, yeah caught my attention a little bit. He seems like he's got a lot of juice, but not like a fake juice. Like uh, you know, I, like he's connecting with the players. He's trying to help them. He's got mm. good energy. He's into every period. Uh, I'm not sure that's been my read. No, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Well, this is what happens when you. Only I like show a Jamal Singleton, the running backs the, coach. I mean, what can that guy bench? Like 700 pounds? <laughs> Holy cow. Talk about filling yeah. out a long sleeve t-shirt. Small, powerful man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, small, okay. strong, powerful man. He's uh, He's been fun. Uh, you know, if a running back breaks off a big play, he usually sort of runs down the field with him. 
and uh, he busted out the uh, busted out the boxing glove today during individual drills to try to knock the ball out from the running backs. You can see video of that. Uh, I'll post it on my Instagram if I oh. must uh, later. Yeah. How embarrassing it must be for Elijah Holyfield if he gets the the ball knocked out with a boxing glove. Well, he's probably used to that drill. <laughs> he's probably so. dominating that drill. <laughs> I would hope so. Now I showed up yesterday, and they had these press conferences. And every freaking person talked about somebody named Tyler, who I had to ask you, who is Tyler? And is he, is he like the this most important person in the organization outside Jeffrey Lurie? So can, well, can you, you have to say that, that everybody yesterday, yesterday was specialists day. Yeah, it was, was the uh, Michael Clay and then the specialists. Okay. But listen here when it, so on that day, the only people I feel like I should have to know are the special teams coach the field goal kicker and like the punter. If I know their names and I guess you could throw the long snapper in there, then I'm good. I've never heard a special teams day where every, like, were they getting paid to name drop this guy, <laughs> Tyler? And who is this guy, Tyler? Uh, this is Tyler Brown. <laughs> I feel like Zach would shine right now. This is the yeah. segment that Zach's probably most upset about missing. That's exactly right. Tyler Brown, who is the special teams quality control coach. Wow. Okay. And he is, I believe, the son of uh, Randy, Randy who is the kicking consultant for uh, the, the Ravens and has worked closely with Justin Tucker over the years. And I think is a local guy, I believe. Oh, like that's right. from the area, I believe. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, Tyler, uh, a heck of a job by you. I mean, you have made an impression so far here because... Uh, Really, yeah, he was getting a lot. I think really the re I think the reason for that is that it seems to me like uh, like Michael Clay is not taking it upon himself without any like kicking or punting experience to like try to be fixing those guys mechanics. Um, and so maybe Tyler Brown is, is the one who's watching them closely. Mm, OK, I like that. Maybe That's sort of like um, Raheem Morris. I, I heard a clip. He was on. uh he was being interviewed by uh, the Sean McVay podcast, and they were talking about how when Raheem Morris was switching from cornerbacks to corner, Dan Quinn wanted him to switch from cornerbacks coach to wide receivers coach, mm -hmm. and he was trying to be like a you know a good person on staff, and uh, and so he called McVay, and McVay's like you know you can do anything you put your mind to, but like you've never coached wide receivers before. How are you just going to jump in and do that? And he go, like, can you really do that? And he goes, sure I can. All you got to do. Good job, Julio. Good job. Julio. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, I like Raheem Morris now. That's, I'm like, that's like, that's like NFL coaching sometimes to a T, you know, it's pretty like, good dude. When they're like, just don't mess with the good players. Don't annoy them to the point where they go to management and watch you fire. That's really your job. Uh, in that situation. So I thought that was pretty funny. So I guess that's kind of what Michael Clay is doing is, uh, you know, you got this, Jake, you know. Right. And, and Tyler's honing the technical stuff. So it makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that does make sense. Other right. notes you got? Other notes. Oh, I think we've, let me see here. Tight race, tight ending here at the uh, relay with the women. Okay. Australia takes the gold. It was mm. so close. Mm. So close. Ooh. I hope I we're not getting any Olympics. Hope we're not getting any more clips of that Australian coach. 
<laughs> the gyrator. Oh yes, outrageous. Settle, settle I mean, down. The <laughs> coverage of that guy, even leading into that race, it was like this guy is responsible for Titmus. Like, can we give her some credit, please? Like, who cares that this guy's been yelling at her? She's the one doing the work. Oh, see, I, I didn't follow that part that closely. I just that gif was circulating after uh, yeah. after the race. It was yeah, a good he, gif. It was a good gif. My. Uh, Oh, never mind. You got to say it now. Well, I I can't think of the exact details. So let me think about it. And either this episode or the next one, I'll I'll mention. All right. So last notes here. Uh, We're trying to get some fish in the Kapati household. (laughs) This is what the dog thing was. Yeah, this is what the dog thing was. We got a little fish tank. But my gosh, do you know how hard it is to get fish? Fish stink too. Oh, they do? That fish tank is going to smell. Oh, ours is like right by the kitchen. <laughs> and we don't eat seafood. <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not, but it doesn't seem like a good match. Uh, so, yeah, we got these, you know, uh, my uh, my college roommate uh, and listener B-Stance is like the fish king. And so, um, you know, he's given us the tips. Is and he told B-Stens or like beast ends? No, B-Stens. Oh, stents. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he said, get some Tetra, I believe, are the fish. But what I didn't know is there are like different types and you don't want to get the glowfish. Well, well, my uh, my daughters came home with the glowfish and uh, those bad boys lasted about an hour before, <laughs> really? before we're going. I'm going to my wife. Uh, how's it supposed to be floating near the top like that? <laughs> and so um, those fish were dead very quickly. It was very short lived. And so then my wife can listen for the kids, I guess. Yeah. Don't get the glowfish. So my wife has just been uh, all over this since then, you know, just testing the water and uh, there was nothing wrong with our water. So I don't know. They sent, they sold us some Bobo fish, I guess. I mean, Mm. we we got our money back for the dead fish for whatever it's. Oh, you did? Yeah. You get your money back. I guess if they die with it that quickly, you you get your money back. I think it's hard to do, but we've been testing the water. We've been doing everything we're supposed to do. And like, she's gone back like every three days now for like two weeks. And uh, they said, we still got to wait a little bit longer. Really? Yeah. That high demand. It's uh, yeah. As she said, they're giving more instructions for like the fish than they do for a newborn child. So we're still without fish. So we will let you know. I'm sorry. uh, If if the fish return, that's all. Uh, there's also you, you had a content update that you wanted to share. Some, yeah. So the three sh- the three shows that uh, just uh, we we look forward to the most and are in on are Dave, White Lotus. Mm. I mean, these aren't like you know un- underground shows, but right. you know I feel like they should be called out. And Ted Lasso. Are you watching those three? Uh, I have not started White Lotus yet, although uh, I, I look forward to it. Um, I had a very controversial uh, text thread opinion on White Lotus. I said. Uh, uh, to Lemur, loyal listener, also on our golf thread, I told him there's no show I look forward to more a new episode being available than White Lotus right now. Yeah. Wow. Now, I don't know what, if it's good or like, not. What are there? Three or three? So? Yeah. Okay. But like if like the DVR, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of like recognizable fun faces. Mrs. Yeah. Two, right. I'm, I'm in on it. So I, I don't know if it's going to end up being good, but like uh, I enjoy the viewing experience very much. Okay. Uh, I'm definitely in on Ted Lasso. Loved the first season. I haven't watched the second episode yet. The first episode was a little bit like, mm, 
we're trying too hard to like hit the notes and not fully authentic. I thought like there were two, there were too many like lasso saying, Oh, that's like a, this or that of us, you know, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. well, now you're going to pick up on those because uh, you know, you know what to expect. Yeah. No, I think it's that, been, you know, and, and I'm not the second so one sure. was good. I, I feel like I may want to let, let a few build up so that I can, I can do a mini binge instead mm. of the, the one. A yeah. Week. I didn't like finding out that I only get one a week here. Yeah. I was, I was, we were, uh, we were gobsmacked. We were ready to go to episode two last, last weekend. And then, Hit right in the face by not available till next week and Um, then uh and then dave i've actually i recently started watching season one i'm only through like four episodes but i really enjoy it oh outstanding and i feel like it's really picked up like the last three episodes and the last of which was directed by a bwf listener so shout out now we go to tony yacenda who's the first name you're gonna see on the credits after what was that you know a very captivating episode, I thought. I mean, he's it was not t- my sender. He's not our sender. He's your sender. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, it was uh, it kind of took you all over the place. I thought, uh, and, and it was uh, great to see his name there right after the show ended. I feel like it's just um, you know a highly creative show. There, it's it's there's nothing cookie cutter about it. You know, it's it's very different. It's a different viewing experience, and so uh, I've been enjoying enjoying that quite a bit as well. Okay, good to hear. All right. I don't really uh I haven't I haven't been getting into anything lately that uh, has not already been covered as far as I can tell. Like I'm shows to, or drugs or what are we Well, all of the above. Content? Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to get I, I'm excited to uh, get into season two of Betty, which I really enjoyed the first season of, but Betty, I don't even know what that is. Mm, so like uh, teenage female skateboarders in New York City. Oh it's like the coolest people in the world. Okay. Yeah. Is this, is it a like a reality show? No. No. It's a, okay. it's a scripted gotcha. comedy drama, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's only half an hour. They're good. You'd like it. Dramedy. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it a dramedy. It's more of just like snapshots of their lives. I mean, I can't even explain how much more I enjoy watching these shows than no, I do no. the classics for Sheol. I mean, it's not even close. You had a whole month off and you didn't hit any of the ones you needed to hit? Listen, you had a lot, lot of time. On. I'm sitting in a new. We, boy. Got a lot, we had a lot done around the house. We we now have a king size uh, mattress. King size you do. Bed. Congratulations. Yeah, switch. Yeah. And has it has it changed the game? Uh, it's been nice. We're, we're only like three three nights in, I think. Oh, but wow. it has been very nice. I paid found, for by the playbook. Then no, not paid for by the the playbook. But uh, when the other person like uh, tosses and turns, I feel like it's like no big. Like they're not even in your. You know, oh, you yeah. might as well be in another room. It's, it's not a total affecting game you changer. at all. Yeah. It's fantastic. And I'm, I'm speaking to you from, uh, we, we changed the playroom, half the playroom into my office. Oh, so you're mm-hmm. recording in a new new spot. I'm in a new spot. That's why, we the, saw the, that's why we saw a bit of a different background for the Ospreys. Yes. We still got to work on that, but I brought out the uh, Dream Team poster back there. And so we'll have some other stuff, but this is where uh, we'll be spending the bulk of my time during football season. It's on the the first floor, not the basement. So I won't be uh, cold all day, cold and dark. Mm, yes. Get these windows, get these blinds up, get some sunlight in here. Feel a little bit less like a, like a leech. Mm, Will leech. <laughs> Vontae leech. Okay. Uh, Robin leech. <laughs> <laughs> Mike leech. Uh, the worst. 
All right. First of them all. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the playbook. Oh, uh, we're not done yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the playbook. Let's, let's give you a chance to uh, to pub that bad boy. I mean, a lot of work. 197 pages. Yeah, I didn't know how long it was going to be, but uh, you and know, there's yeah. some charts in there. But you guys, still, you you still have to put those charts together. I did. Uh, a lot of it is work that I feel like I had to do before the season started. You know, you got to get right. your takes. You got to figure out what teams do you like, what teams do you not like. So I, I think in previous years, that would be an exercise that I would probably do uh, sort of the third week of July and kind of just leading up to the season. But uh, this time I got it done before vacation. And so I said, if I'm doing all this work, uh, you know, might as well put it into, into something. So uh, the athletic.com slash NFL playbook takes you right there. It's got a breakdown of each team's offense, defense, and then I uh, predict a record for every single team. And they do add up to two, 272. Now I will oh, have I to ask that. Oh yeah. Come on. This is my Make first. Uh, yeah. Making sure. So uh, now I will have to revise those before the actual season starts because, you know, you get some injuries, you change some opinions in August, mm. but um, I feel like the teams I feel uh, strongly about unless there's uh, so, some major injuries that I, I will definitely be sticking with those. Well, I was going to say, are you how worried are you or how worried were you putting this together that this was going to sabotage the uh, draft in which we draft the over-unders? We're going to know your predictions for everybody. Well, as I told my my friends, this is all a ruse just to throw you off for my fantasy drafts, for my birds with friends drafts. And so you don't know how I really feel about any of this. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, any good responses to the playbook so far? No. That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> a good spot on the Bill Barnwell show. Got a good spot on the Bill Osprey, Barnwell show. Osprey nominated Bill Barnwell. Who I said, you know, and, and this is true, I, I didn't realize until I tweeted it, but I feel like he's been, you know, sort of a, an advocate or a, a supporting or a promoting my work for, you know, this is since like the Philly.com days. Yeah. It's been like over a decade. So that's very nice of him. I would say so. Yeah. All right. So uh, you will be back at Eagles camp on Monday and Tuesday. Is that correct? Yeah, unless it rains. Are they going to go bubble if it mm. rains? I think it might rain on Tuesday. I think so. Oh, it, oh, it really? I knew it was I'm not coming for a bubble practice. Nor should you. I mean, you're, yeah. a, you're a national writer. That's, yeah. that's above you. Or that's, that's below right. you. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll have some time with you and Zach. We can uh, get acquainted with all three of us again. I think maybe we should do a, maybe we do a Monday YouTube pod. Maybe. Throwing it out there. Potentially right. do that. Now I do need a, uh, so, so one of the bills practice dates, they're not going to be practicing. And so I have kind of some extra time to get from Baltimore to uh, Buffalo, which would have been over a six hour drive. Now I can split that bad boy into two, but is there, is there anywhere like on the way to stop and, and spend a night from, from Baltimore mm -hmm. to Buffalo? that would be worth my while. Is there a nice little town in, in there somewhere that I could uh, stop into? You could go to Jamestown. Okay. So we could do a story on the, where Nick Sirianni grew up. That'd be. That's fun a good read. idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that. Uh, yeah, no one's probably thought of that one before. That's a That'd good idea. Good. Yeah, spend okay. some time. Go to that. I bet there's like a there's a, a food place that he frequents. That would make sense. Maybe yeah. see if like you know anything at the school, like his family has been a part of or something like his high school. Mm -hmm. See if there's anything there. All right. I if like you could that. Run into somebody he played, uh, you know, games with growing up, a good friend of his. Mm. You know, I've been, I've wondered if that family liked to play wiffle ball or not. 
It's mm. sort of just been in my head for a few months since it got hired. Or if they, or if they, they've made any additions to the house mm. since the days of uh, the three Sirianni boys playing in the there yard. You, there you go. Find out if there's maybe some other NFL connections in that in that town. I don't mm. know if there is or, or not. famous actresses. <laughs> All right. All right. My mom, my looking. mom, my mom loved I Love Lucy. Oh yeah. We went through a stage where I, I don't know how old I was, but where they were on it like Nick at night and we would watch them. And man, some of the, the hardest laughs my mom's ever uh, oh, really? I've ever heard from her was I, like from I Love Lucy. Yeah. I like that out of Mrs. Mrs. K. Yeah. He was a big fan. Okay. I'm looking here to see if there's a good place for you to stop. Lewisburg, Williamsport. Those moving oh, your needle? Maybe. Is there a, Mar- is there a Marriott in either <laughs> of those towns? <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll figure it out okay uh marissa, bwf hashtag bwf road trip marissa highlight of the olympics for you thus far um you know gotta go with my girl katie ledecky mm. obviously let's, get, let's hear this story <laughs> you guys had me going back uh in the uh marissa college journalism archives last night watching my old resume reel my little stand-up oh nice <laughs> oh we need to get that on our youtube channel <laughs> yeah we gotta get no. that <laughs> that will stay where it's uh... we should each have to we should each have to post one embarrassing old video of we know that i have my own i have my own i have my old reel <laughs> oh from, from i got Google. nothing okay we could put them all together and have the listeners vote oh that's, that's good I, that, I really think that would boost our YouTube subscriptions if we did that. We got to find Zach's too. Yeah. I, I bet Zach has one somewhere too. I'm sure his are very well Yeah, organized. his are probably awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, been loving the Olympics. Excited for more track and field to start. Um, there's a girl from the town next to me, uh, Sydney McLaughlin who is um, one of the favorites in the 400 meter hurdles. So he dominated yesterday in the prelims. So excited to watch her, but yeah, loving the Olympics, loving all the training camp talk. It's a great great time for sports. You did get to interview Ledecky back in the day. Yes. So I was, I went back, it was 2015. So I was, it was, right before my 21st birthday. Um, oh it was gosh. her. <laughs> Sorry, <Jill. laughs> she was 17. It's funny, it was right before mine too. Better. <laughs> um, and it was her final high school swim meet. So I went back and found my stand up and it said another milestone moment for Olympic swimmer, Katie Ledecky this evening, even if it's just an emotional one. <laughs> so she dominated. Yep, she dominated obviously because she was swimming against high schoolers. She's dominating. Right, what the a Olympics. funny scene that must be. Yeah, it was hysterical. Like, I mean, those poor girls. But hey, you got <laughs> to swim next to uh, right. the the greatest female swimmer of all time. So I guess that's pretty cool to say. But she was so sweet and so kind. Comes from such a great family. Um, I think her brother actually is a sports journalism guy. I think he went to Harvard. I think he. Uh, Mm. worked on the the crimson um up there so some journalism connections but yeah such a great girl so happy to see all her success and loving loving all the olympic stuff i love and all was, the the family it, videos and stuff that's my favorite part <laughs> oh yeah that, that alaska one was really good oh my god incredible incredible yeah. um it was funny i saw that announcement yesterday she made that she's gonna you know she's gonna go to paris and maybe la yes. and she said all of this time I've been thinking about this. I really attribute all of my success to this one interview I had 
before my final high school. 100% when she was Eight. 17 years old. And we were, I got it. I'm not sure exactly the, the center it was at, but, you know, in Bethesda, Maryland or Potomac, Maryland, wherever it was. Um, there was this, there was this cub reporter that really, <laughs> I, the way that she had so much passion for her job really made me she was so realize nervous. how much I loved this sport. <laughs> She was so nervous and I was 17 and I'm like, why is she so nervous? I'm 17. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what she was thinking last night after she won her, gosh, what was it? Six gold medals. Mm. So <laughs> all time. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll be back on Monday, maybe uh, maybe on YouTube with Zach and Sheil. Uh Shout out to Zach. We know you're listening. We love you. And uh, to everybody else, as always, we love you.